We're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. We've talked of late uh, a lot about uh, China and our relationship with it. Earlier on today, a uh, guest from Angus Reid saying uh, in, in a recent survey, most Canadians want less trade with China, although are concerned uh, what might happen as a result of that. Uh, Foreign Affairs Minister Melanie Jolly has been quoted as saying that Canada is looking for a new strategy in dealing with China. Uh, also the same person that said that the two Michaels were on parole, but uh, we'll talk more about that later. Let's bring in Elliot Tepper, Professor of Political Science, Carleton University, with us now. Elliot, as always, great to have you here. Happy New Year to you. Thank you, and Happy New Year to you, Scott. So uh, what's different today with the uh, Foreign Affairs Minister saying what she has said? What's different today than before? What's different is that it's finally become announced that Canada's working on an Indo-Pacific strategy. Uh, it is part of her mandate letter. I've read the mandate letter. Uh, <laughs> they're full of government, uh, bureaucratic kind of talk, political talk. But uh, one, of, one of the very specific references in her mandate from the Prime Minister, who has appointed her, is to develop an Indo-Pacific strategy. This is actually not new. I've been picking up comments about this since at least, I don't know, last April, Scott. It's been underway. Uh, I think NATO and the EU have already come out with one. The I think there's a secretariat now set up quietly inside uh, foreign affairs. There's very senior uh, people, very knowledgeable people about Asia, working specifically on this Indo-Pacific strategy. So uh, I, I noticed she said, well, it's going to come any day or any month now. Hmm. Uh, most want, in this Angus Reid survey anyway, said most want uh, less reduction, a reduction of uh, trade with China, businesses, and, and obviously could lend into this, uh, but are very concerned that they'll be bullied. So how do you balance that? How do you, is it about getting help from your allies, or is it too late yeah. now? Well, Canada and the Prime Minister has emphasized this as well in regard to this Indo-Pacific strategy but also, of course, because of the two Michaels, is that we need to work with partners. That's one of Canada's great strengths is multilateralism and how to use it effectively for Canadian ends. Uh, certainly, in the case of the two Michaels, that was mobilized. But out of that, uh, that uh, the various polls, Angus Reid just being the most recent, has shown that over the time period, I don't know, about when the Michaels, two Michaels were uh, arrested on, on yeah. bogus charges. But about in that era, the opinion of China has just gone down. Canada has played a role in that, uh, and certainly inside Canada you see that. But that's, uh, that's true across the world in a lot of places. And it's, uh, it's because, in part, we have played a role in it, but also China has been acting like a bully. Uh, this, the Xi Jinping regime has said no more hide your strength and bide your time, uh, which was Deng Xiaoping's mantra. You know, we'll grow strong, but don't scare people with it. He's saying we're ready. And wolf warrior diplomacy, which you and I have discussed in the past, is now there. So what's happened in Hong Kong and uh, has really raised a lot of um, awareness. What's happened to the Uyghurs? And then that reminds people about what happened in Tibet. So remember, Canada has passed a resolution pretty well unanimously that uh, there's genocide going on in, in uh, Xinjiang. Uh, and there's a special was a special committee set up in Parliament specifically to deal with China. 
So what to do about a China that is here as a de facto superpower has basically taken over the South China Sea, uh, which it has historically no claim to, and is a threat, therefore, to the... um, I'll give you some vocabulary because the Indo-Pacific is a fairly new concept uh, brought into prominence when Prime Minister Abe went to the parliament in New Delhi and said in 27, you know, there's a confluence of the two oceans and we have to work together. That's India on one side and Japan on the other side. Well, you know, this is clearly aimed at what to do about China. Uh, Is China trying to change this uh, perception of them in Canada? We're hearing all kinds of interference that they've had in past elections, trying to get uh, especially Chinese Canadians from spreading this sort of message. Uh, uh, What is China's reaction to this change in stance? Well, China has basically said either you're with us or against us in response to the article you're discussing. Uh, Do you want to be a partner or don't you? Do you want to be an enemy? So they're saying... Uh, we're here. Um, they're not saying let bygones be bygones. They're not apologizing in any way, but they're saying, and I, and I think this is an important point, they're saying, okay, now it's time for Canada to decide. And I think that is what's coming to a head right now. I think Canada is at an inflection point in its dealings with China and more broadly uh, with the Indo-Pacific. The other term I was going to use is free and open Indo-Pacific, which has come along as part of the new emerging vocabulary. You have to have freedom of the seas there and rule of law, and you can't let China close it off. So we are at an inflection point. The two Michaels are back. We've not announced what we're going to do with Huawei. Uh, Our Five Eyes partners, four out of the five, have said we're not going to let Huawei be part of our uh, 5G infrastructure. Canada has not yet made an announcement, even though the two Michaels are back. There's a vacancy in the ambassadorship to China. There's some... uh, public pressure, public commentary in the press saying, well, let's, this time, let's appoint a professional Canadian diplomat. Some names, very interesting names, people I happen to know, um, uh, have been put forward. So we are at an inflection point with China, and therefore the Indo-Pacific strategy uh, is part of that. And why are we waiting? I suspect, Scott, that we're waiting because the U.S. hasn't made it so clear. Hmm. Uh, we've only got about and hey that's, we've got less you know, that, that's us we've got less we've got less than a minute left here elliot i want to ask you sure. is melanie jolie qualified to be the foreign affairs minister Absolutely, um the prime minister appointed her <laughs> <laughs> because i'm going back to you know a few months ago weeks ago when we were asking yes. if uh you know why the two michaels hadn't spoken why we haven't heard from them and she said well they're under parole they're she used yes. the word parole and then never we never heard anything more about it is she well, qualified? actually unfortunately we did because the very shortly after that, the Chinese then said, I think their, their ambassador here said, oh, yes, right, they're on parole. And we hadn't heard that. And people who watch it very, very closely said, say what? Uh, they used more pungent language. So yeah. the um, uh, this is our, what, fifth foreign minister in six years? The, the foreign policy of Canada is ultimately uh, set by the prime minister. The gravitas of the of the person holding that position clearly matters. Uh, Mark Garneau had gravitas. We'll have to see if um, hmm. our new foreign minister can earn her way into that kind of gravitas. But she does speak for Canada. 
Elliot Tepper with us, political science professor, Carleton University. Elliot, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for the time. Be well. And to you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.